you cannot do things alone or learn things alone. You would need uh, a mentor or someone that could uh, guide you in the path or someone that's senior to you at work or a friend maybe that's working in the same field. Keep going, like not settle for what you know. Uh, keep digging, keep learning different languages. Hi, uh, welcome again to the new episode of Extend Sweden uh, podcast. Uh, my name is Jonah and I am here with me with uh, Chere. And today uh, we're going to have an interesting topic to talk about. And to those that are uh, uh, new to the podcast, uh, Extend Sweden is a tech podcast broadcasted from Stockholm, where Chere is. And from me as well, from Sundsvall, mid-north of Sweden, and we're hosting this uh, podcast together to inspire uh, women in tech uh, and those that are beginners in uh, cloud and software engineering. And uh, how are you doing, Shere, today? I'm doing great, Jana. Thank you for this nice introduction. Um, yes. Yeah. How is work? How's work going uh, with you? Uh, yeah, work is doing great. Uh, it's been a while since uh, we recorded uh, the <laughs> last episode. I think it was in March. Uh, yeah. It's like we're, we're, do we're doing a welcome back and then uh, life got busy. And I also got uh, a new role with my uh, IT consulting job. And then I'm also been busy with my uh, book and then some community work with my user group, Azure User Group Sweden and public speaking. So uh, the last time I did an in-person public speaking was in Paris. I had to travel to Paris to do the uh, a talk about serverless with Azure Durable Functions in serverless days. Paris. How about you? How's your work, how's life and everything since the last time we talked? Nothing much for me. Like uh, I'm being busy with my uh, daughter at home and just usually going to work. I've not been that much involved with uh, extra activities. But um, I'm glad to hear that you're you've been busy with your your public speaking events and a lot of other community works. So I'm glad that you're, you're doing that. Um, yes, I'm not sure if I should be glad I'm super busy, <laughs> but that's the thank you for, I think that is a compliment, but that, thank you. It just means that uh, maybe I have, uh, uh, being busy is also good, but too busy is not good as well. But it's, it's, it's about finding balance of what you're passionate about and time also for uh, uh, for yourself and family and work. So kind of balance. But I, in spite of the a lot of things that I did, so I have had uh, some uh, some time off, uh, summer vacation as well. So most of them basically spent focus writing my book uh, since I'm writing a book about Asher, but also being out in in the forest walking uh spending time with uh family so yeah how about you how did you spend your swedish summer <laughs> Shady, i know it's very special because uh we don't 
we don't get long summers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. maybe it's better in Stockholm than in Sundsvall or mid north. Uh, do you do you feel like you have you have longer, warmer days there in Stockholm? Because I know you you don't get too much snow all the time. Yeah, it's been a it's been a nice weather, but uh, I've been away for a while for about three weeks. Uh, yeah. to the states but uh yeah yeah it was really That's hot great. there but uh yes. also it was really nice weather still uh it's sunny for example today so i think it's it's good it's been uh okay for swedish weather i guess <laughs> but not compared to to the place you're you're, you're living yes. um yeah that's that's yeah, great that's, yeah, that's good. It seems like both of us um, have been uh, occupied with both uh, a summer vacation, work and life. And I'm glad that we are able to catch up again uh, today to do to talk about uh, about this episode. I think uh, we don't have a, a super specific uh, plan, but we were we plan to discuss about how is it like working as a software engineer in different areas like you can be a software developer in the field of front end back end development and even uh, cloud development or even data engineers or working with ai so i'm curious uh shere how is it like for you to to be a front end developer, I know that you've been uh, working as a front end developer with your company for a while. So I'm curious uh, if you can tell our audience about what uh, what it is you do in your job and what is uh, what is what it takes to be a front end developer. Like for example, what languages uh, that you're using? How does your day as a front end dev look like? Working remote and etc. Yeah, I'm glad you asked <laughs> my day-to-day <laughs> -day activity at work. I'm going to speak in general uh, sure. as a software developer in a, uh, like you will always be creating user interfaces uh, to interact with the, the, that the user interacts with, uh, with the web mostly, um, like a web app. So, in a professional setting, uh, you know, or in a standard company, there will be a UX designer where UX designers will design the interface. So, and then they will pass the, the, the UX designs that they have made to us or to the backend developers so that the backend also will be uh, developed as well as the front end. So what we do is like uh, we you, you use the UX designers. We use different kinds of software or tools like Figma, uh, Adobe XD, or like uh, Sketch. Also, it's mainly paid license, but uh, the ones I usually work are the free ones. Uh, yes. So those tools you will get uh, the designs, and then what you will do is. Uh, you will recreate those designs into a web app or mobile app, it could be. So we use different kind of languages to recreate those designs. Uh, 
like mainly HTML, CSS, and JavaScript uh, or JavaScript frameworks, one of the JavaScript frameworks, but uh, it's mainly HTML and CSS. So uh, my day-to-day -day activity is getting some designs from the UX designers and then that recreating them. And then after the I have implemented the UI, I will connect it to the backend if uh, the data are going to be dynamic from the backend. So that's mainly my day-to-day -day work. That's, uh, I think, uh, what front-end developers will mostly work. Yes, yeah, I understand. What, uh, what kind of, you mentioned that you collaborate with uh, UX designers to get the design of, uh, I believe it's like web applications or websites that needs to be built uh, in the front end. And you work with the UX designer. So do you collaborate with the UX designer like day-to-day uh, -day basis or is just on the beginning of uh, a project or a specific task for a front end uh, work, for example? So do you actively work with UX or is just a one time first phase thing? I think it's uh, it's not one time. Um, mm -hmm. it's, you will you will communicate with the UX mm -hmm. designers in case something has changed in like the business logic has changed in the middle mm -hmm. or some designs they might not be considering some restrictions in the uh, implementation. So we would have to contact them. So telling them, or this might not work, or this could be better in this way, because we know they implement how it works or how the user experience will be when it's when it comes or converted into code. So uh, we will communicate, but uh, yeah, mostly. Not it might not be every day, but um, yeah frequently yes though. that's that's good i it's interesting uh, uh to learn about how you work as a front-end developer uh, as well i am a full stack and mostly working with back-end and cloud but it's interesting to hear uh how what's the the role that you do uh in your uh job i'm i'm curious though how often I'm asking you freestyle questions like, like, like we're talking in a coffee table doing Fika. I'm, I'm, I'm curious how often, how long is the front end develop, development process takes? Like, is it like, do you work in sprints as well, along with other developers that works with back end, the entire team? Or do you work in, uh, do you work uh, separately? So how does it work when, in terms of collaborating or checking if, uh, the front end uh, framework that you're using are working properly? Who are the testers, for example? Um, in my current work, it depends on different uh, environments. I think uh, we work as uh, in, in sprints. Um, mm -hmm. And then, yeah, mostly we will take uh, tickets separately. We might not, we might sometimes uh, like work together, like, uh, like to help each other out, but uh, we work as a friend, uh, as a friend, as a, in, in a sprint. Uh, and then our team uh, is like uh, in 
different kinds of uh, experience that they have. One could be a developer, backend developer, frontend, and UX, and then uh, even like some backend developers, not per se for the 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 user, but for the back office, like for the internet. Um, so it's a team of different kinds of uh, tech stack uh, that everybody is uh, experiencing with. Uh, so it's like in a sprint. It depends on what kind of uh, ticket you pick. It might be shorter, or it might be. It might me take. It might you take you for longer time. It depends on what you take. Um, the other question you asked me was how we test. It is like we test it. Uh, we write some tests usually in um, just if you if you recall just a test. It's automated tests that we write. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and then uh, manual tests as well sometimes. Yes, the smoke tests and yeah, yeah. there are different types of. So in software development, uh, regardless if you're working with front end, back end, or full stock or cloud, uh, testing uh, plays a vital role. Uh, tech testing or even the users that are actually using the system. But that's great. Uh, thank you for sharing about uh, uh, your work shedding. It's interesting. Yeah, I hope our listeners can relate to uh, the role that you have. So do you have any advice first to uh, existing front-end developers uh, that who wants to improve their tech skills in the field of software engineering and second do you have advice to those uh, those programmers or someone that's new in the IT who wants to work with front-end because they think design, working with design and programming at the same time uh, are fun. What do, you, do you have advice for them, Sherry? I cannot give an advice, like a pro advice, but the advice I would give to myself, you know, if it helps someone, uh, if they are already in the industry or they have been developing, like keep going. Like not settle for what you what you know. Uh, keep digging. Keep learning different languages. Yeah, I mean to learn, you have to use different. Like not only the ones you work with, the ones you the projects that you are in your workplace, but uh, try to have a side work uh, so that you will learn different kinds of environments. Uh, one is that the other is like. I know this has been controversial, like to follow some tutorials. Some people say, oh, tutorials doesn't help, uh, but for some it might help. So try if it helps you or improve you, your skills, uh, trying to code along with whatever they do in the tutorial and then like to understand the, the logic uh, mainly. Uh, but for yes. those uh, who are newcomers, um, I think the first thing I would say is uh, know what you like. Is do you like front end first or back end? Um, 
some people that I came across, they don't even know the difference between the back and they won't just, okay, I want to develop, but try to distinguish between what back end does and what front end does. And then in which area do you want to prioritize your time and then uh, your, your learning? Um, in that way, you will be focused so that even if you don't like the front end part, you could switch to the back end. It's, it's worth like spending time in, 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 in both. So yeah, the, the worst could be you'll be full stuck, <laughs> you know? So yes, that's... to find what you like in the industry. So try to, to focus on only one language at a time. If you try a lot of things, you wouldn't be, you might learn, but you might not be deep into it. So I would suggest like, Focus one area at one time and then keep learning. Yes, I like your advice about uh, uh, your about being uh, like, for example, the advice that you have for the beginners, like uh, to to first uh, choose uh, which to focus on. Like, if you want to get started learning about front end and back end first. Uh, and choose which one which to focus on because there's the risk that we when we think about oh I want to learn uh, software engineering or programming and because of the too much information that we have in the internet <laughs> and the, the free tutorials both and even the paid ones it's hard to know where like if you should start with front end or the back end. So I really like uh, that advice. And I do you know the term uh, T-shaped developer, um, Shetty? No. Can you? Share yeah, it's it yeah T-shaped developer. It's that what the 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 term they called if you're if you're a T-shaped developer or not. It's like a T-shaped developer is like someone you like the T of that the the top part is like you're you're broadening your technical or uh, software skills or software development skills in a wide level the general or fundamentals part and then the 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 line uh down i mean the t part of it uh is that you focus you focus on one after you have learned the fundamentals and then you decide to focus on on uh that specific role or like a technology that you want but you have this broad skill that if ever you need to 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 work on something in this uh, focus area that's related to that broader or fundamentals uh, part, then you're kind of like uh, can handle it instead of having like uh, non-focus. I mean, instead of having different things or technology stuck and you don't have anything that you're expert about it's like the jack of all trades and uh, you don't know what you're really really a master of uh if you know what i mean you put it in a very pictorial way thank yes. you for that yeah there's actually if you if our audience or you should uh google it so just uh look for like uh t-shaped developers then uh, they will be able to find a lot of resources uh or like articles about about it so it's an interesting an interesting uh, topic to check out if you're someone that's uh, still starting in front-end development or in software development or it field 
in any role. And also, of course, you cannot do things alone or learn things alone. You would need uh, a mentor or someone that could uh, guide you in the path or someone that's senior to you at work or a friend maybe that's working in the same field. So that is also um, my advice, additional advice that I have for the audience that are new to uh, development, uh, aside from what uh, the good things that Chetty also mentioned. The one that you mentioned is a good point about the mentorship. Yeah. To be honest, it's really hard to find a mentor, um, even at work, because, okay, uh, seniors also have their own, um, their own tasks to deal with. Uh, and then it's rare for people to help others out in if they want to, help, like, even if it's in a team. I know that you you mentor a lot of people. So how do you like initiate or uh, inspire for seniors to be a mentor? To be honest, it's really hard to find. I've been in, I've been there, um, and then I know some people, uh, especially uh, the ones who started recently, will struggle with that. How do you, how do you? give advice or inspire seniors to be a mentor yes that's uh that's a good question uh speaking uh to another topic which is about uh mentoring others in in tech um to answer your specific questions about how i can uh inspire senior developers regardless of its front and back and whatever stock it is to be uh, mentoring others that are junior to them. I think it's uh, that's a, a really good question because it uh, there's also another uh, uh, concern or challenge here as well that uh, others who are beginners in the field are having issues, like you said, having issues in finding good mentors that could help them. But to answer the first one, I think to, to encourage uh, senior developers to inspire others and share knowledge by mentoring is to, for me, what I do at least is to, uh, to have this uh, mindset of sharing and inspiring uh, what I do, like uh, tech stuff that I do, uh, when I can and when I have the opportunity. So that would uh, that would also motivate other developers that maybe that are following me as their role models. That would also inspire them, and I also. I'm open actually in sharing about mentorship and what I do on the side of my job as a software developer, because if, if you don't share, then nobody knows that you're doing it. And if nobody knows that you're doing mentorship, then you won't be able to inspire. You won't get, give, you won't be able to do that impact. So basically it's just sharing about mentorship, the value of it, and then, uh, and then inspire. And then, Software development and mentorship, they are two different things. Like software development is mostly like the work we do is about uh, programming, coding, and tech stuff. But software development is also about people. Like we work with our colleagues, we work with our leaders, bosses, collaboration. And that also is kind of like mentorship in a way that tech, tech also requires soft skills. 
So if you have that soft skills and the passion to share knowledge, because you know that if you share, that means uh, share and collaborate, then that means that uh, both you and the other person that you're helping will have that benefit or positive uh, benefit. So I think it's more about inspiring mentorship is about showing it uh, to other developers for senior ones. And then the opposite is that for beginners or new in IT that needs mentors, I think uh, my advice or not think, but my advice is actually to, to dare ask uh, questions and to dare con make contacts to those role models or women in tech. If you're a woman in tech that's not sure which to go, or mentors or any mentor that you want to connect to because you don't get a mentor if you don't connect or you don't gain a friend without connecting to that new person that you think is, is good or great. So it all starts with communication and collaboration and doing the first step uh, and focusing. Thank you. Um... So Jonah, can you share us about your current role? I know that you have also added a new uh, role into uh, your uh, career, right? Congratulations, by the way. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Can you share yes. us about that and what yeah. exactly you worked with? Yeah, sure. I did mention that earlier. Um, uh, earlier uh, when we started uh, our um, when we welcomed their audience, but yeah. So uh, basic, I work. I've been working as an IT consultant at Forefront Consulting. Uh, I've been in the consulting industry for a while, but my roles <laughs> actually is uh, doing uh, software developments uh, full stack, which means full stack means that I'm work working with both front end, back end, and even integrations uh, to APIs and even integrating the application to uh, the database, like that's the back end part. But uh, aside from that, I, in the full stock, the programming languages that I commonly use for back end is C Sharp uh, in .NET. And I also work with uh, Azure uh, cloud development, cloud engineering. And uh, recently in my uh, consultant job, I got uh, an, another extra role uh, uh, as a DevOps engineer uh, and lead, which, which means that I help, aside from the, the software development part, I also help with the uh, uh, DevOps parts, like uh, setting up the CICD or Azure pipelines from development to the deployment. Uh, and also our release management and doing or writing some uh, uh, Terraform scripts for infrastructure as a code to Azure and also doing pull requests or code reviews uh, with other developers. So my roles uh, in the current uh, job that I have actually is uh, pretty broad and big, like I get to see the big picture in development and DevOps. And it's also fun and interesting uh, because I get to work with uh, one of my favorite cloud technologies, which is uh, Azure. And I, I love learning new challenging things. So my, my job 
day-to-day -day job looks like that. So I have stand-up meetings, I do Terraform, I do programming, and I work both in Azure DevOps and my Visual Studio, to, uh, vis, uh, vis, uh, my editor for programming, which is the Visual Studio or VS Code. And in terms of collaboration, I collaborate with uh, developers, developer leads, uh, project leaders, business owners, and even uh, scrum masters, and also architects and other DevOps engineers. So that's that's what I do uh, as uh, is my current role right now. So it's pretty uh, interesting and challenging sometimes, especially if you encounter problems because. It is my, as a DevOps engineer lead or release manager, which I have to do uh, twice a week, I have to make sure that what the developers have built or did uh, during the sprint every week should be delivered. That's what they call CICD, continuous integration and continuous delivery. That it's delivered uh, to, to the specific environment, for example, uh, dev to QA. So there's that automatic. So when a developer pushed or finished their code and committed to Git, then the CI, uh, the continuous integration, then that's connected to the Azure DevOps. And then me as a release manager or DevOps engineer lead, uh, a DevOps engineer, it's also like I I am I make sure that uh, what's in dev gets deployed to QA for quality assurance, so that during the sprint or after the dev to QA release, the 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 QA team can do the testing before it gets moved to the next environment, which is the staging or UAT, and then the higher ones it is into production. And to those that are new in DevOps, uh, there's this process that after a developer created uh, some features or built something in the system that needs to be deployed to the real uh, website or application. And that requires a process to deliver it. And that's uh, what DevOps is about. And it's a pretty broad topic and uh, trending right now, especially that many are trying to improve this uh, dev developer ops uh, uh, collaboration, as well as making the process uh, uh, like simple for everyone. And I, 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 it's interesting. Do you have any specific questions to what I do? I think you might have yeah. been talking about my job passionately. Yeah. <laughs> it's obvious that I, I love, I, I love what I do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really good. I mean, yes, yes. Like it's expected, right? Um, yes. One question I have is, what tech stack do you use for the front end mostly? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, so uh, I've been in different projects. So in my previous project, I worked with React. Uh, in one of that project, I also worked with uh, Blazor and ASP.NET MVC uh, with C Sharp and Azure. And then in my current project right now, we're using the project, uh, the front end framework Angular. Uh, Angular is our as our front end uh, framework. Uh, and then we also have uh, a lot of services or APIs or backends in C-sharp. And then our cloud 
is uh, Azure, Microsoft Azure. And then we have, we do our DevOps management uh, through Azure DevOps and other uh, tools that we use. And then in terms of following the projects that we do, we work agile since I'm an agile developer as well. So I'm glad that my project is agile. We do a scrum manage, uh, project management. So we do have daily standups, sprint planning and retrospective and meetings with the, the business owners. But uh, we have that uh, process as well. And I'm working remotely. Like my colleagues are in the States, some are in Sweden, and most of them are actually in Canada and also uh, in the States. So I work flexible times sometimes to, to, to get to collaborate with my colleagues in other time zones. Yeah, that's uh, great, but it's really it seems hard to have a time zone. Yeah, wow. yes. So yeah. do you choose which uh, time works for you or how does it work? Um, basically, I try to work normal hours uh, on weekdays uh, with my job. But uh, basically, uh, since uh, my some of my team members uh, are in a different time zone, like states in Canada, so I usually work from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, and then I flex my time depending on how my schedule looks like uh, during the day or uh, during the week. But otherwise, I'm uh, flexible and I am really committed to my my the work that I do. So sometimes I extend <laughs> extend hours to just to solve a problem or especially if it's a critical or high pr priority one. And sometimes if I need help, I also dare ask help because that's how it is uh, in software development, right? So if we, if we feel that uh, there's something that, uh, that, that's blocking us, then you need to collaborate. And if you feel or you see that a colleague is being blocked and you could help, then you can also uh, do that. Um, that's great. Um, one thing you said after you approved or uh, you mean the the QA, you mean? Yeah. Uh, quality assurance. Uh, quality. Uh, okay. Yes, yes. Uh, part of uh, part of the 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 project management or the entire like life cycle of software development is to do testing. So um, there's, uh, it's always best practice that after a developer check-ins or uh, check-ins or commit his or her code, then there should be another developer that should be uh, looking at that code and do pull requests for code reviews. So once that pass, uh, DevOps engineer, like one of my roles, gonna have to to uh, make sure that that uh, build or deployment goes to from dev developer environment to QA. And then once it is in QA, all this, uh, the site is up and running, then the QA team uh, ensures uh, the quality of the new feature or a bug fix that was, that were, that were, that was done uh, and do the testing. So they approve uh, the QA, team approves before it get moves to UAT, something like that. So there's a quality, it's like a quality gate in every step. So in the dev part, a developer do, does the code review, at least uh, a reviewer, and then went from dev to QA, uh, 
like uh, someone, a release manager uh, like me has to have to approve it. And then, and then QA, that's where testers test or QA, you, uh, you check the quality there. And then during the testing in the QA phase, when the QAs are testing, if QAs find a bug or issue, then it's going to be a new ticket or a new test to, to, to fix the bugs. That would be a new test and it goes back to that cycle that developer have to fix it. And once it's fixed, it goes back to dev, some checking, code review, and then back to QA. So that's like the life cycle or the process be, until it's ready to be moved to the next uh, phase, like QAT or production. So the QAs are the ones who will decide what goes to the production, right? Not, not on, yeah, partly because after QA, there's the staging, uh, which is, or you call it uh, UAT. UAT means user acceptance test, which means that after QA have approved uh, from QA, looks good, then uh, it's going to be deployed from QA to UAT or staging. And there in the staging, uh, the users or the business owners that uh, ask for this feature are going to test like in the real user interface in the website without looking any code. They look at it. Oh, this function looks fine. The button that I wanted is working. And then if they're okay with that, then it's okay to move to production where the real users are working on, I mean, using the system. So it's like different phase. Yeah, I really like that. The, the yeah. It's really, it will be really good even for the developer to see the work that's going to pass different persons or different. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, I really like that, the way you do that. Okay. Yes, that's, uh, that's good. I hope you learned uh, something about my role and even our audience that's uh, who are curious about this uh, type of roles in the software industry or IT field, or, or even me, uh, for example, working as a consultant. Yeah, that's great. Shall we pass to your, I, I you were saying in the beginning that you were writing in your um, vacation, a book. <laughs> working on vacation. Your, yes. like, that's maybe half vacation, how you call it. <laughs> Yes, I took, uh, I'm spreading out my uh, summer vacation, but I took two weeks straight uh, this uh, uh, in July to take days off and also partly to focus on uh, book writing, uh, as I mentioned also uh, earlier uh, today. Can you tell us about what motivates you to writing or starting the book writing process? What went into your mind? Okay, let me, now I should write a book kind of mentality when did you start having that uh yes I didn't actually have that uh like super plan from many years ago from the beginning but uh it's just started like uh, for the past few years when I have uh experience um uh, experienced like uh in my previous consulting uh uh projects where I had this uh, role or responsibility to move a legacy application to Azure or to the cloud. And uh, nobody in the organization were ready 
except me that was so motivated to move to the cloud and I I was just asked to deliver it. So my motivation actually in writing the book because of that experience is to share uh, cloud knowledge about cloud computing, cloud development, not just for RT, IT architects or organization, but also to new developers or developers that want to work with cloud migration or cloud development. And uh, that's my motivation. First is to share knowledge. And also one motivation that I, another second motivation that I have why I'm writing the book is to, to learn as well, because I believe that just like programming, you learn by doing. And I believe that the more you write about the topic that you want to learn, like for example, Microsoft Azure in, the, the, in general, and what it is each service does, that also helps you learn. So learn by writing <laughs> is my second uh, motivation. And my third um, motivation is actually, I actually because I, I want to achieve something that I'd never done before. So this is my first technical book and my first book as well. I never written a book before. So I want to challenge myself by uh, being focused into something, a project that will help me learn, uh, inspire and help others when it's done. And at the same time, help me uh, train my focus in learning. Because you notice that with all the many things that we have to learn today, like as developers, there are many tutorials in YouTube, Plural site, LinkedIn Learning, everywhere. Like even if you see the social media, a lot of articles being shared. But we lose that focus. And I myself is guilty of that. Some, I mean, I can focus when I'm programming, but sometimes when we toggle things, we lose that focus. So I want to train my mind to focus writing and focus uh, learning as well. So, and also when you write a book, you learn... Uh, project management so you learn how to meet deadlines and you need you have to learn how to how to manage your time and also you have to learn how to accept feedback because uh i'm it's my first time as a writer but when you're in the book writing process i'm halfway of my book you learn uh to accept feedback without being mad, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So you get this feedback, hey, you misspelled this, you have a grammar error. So you have like technical reviewers or even um, my editor, like you get, uh, you get feedback on the tone of how you write. And the process is that you just don't write, but you also edit and improve. So writing a book is a continuous, uh, writing and continuous learning process. So you go here, you're here writing the current chapters, but you have to go back to chapter one because you have to edit it, not just grammar wise, but you also have to edit a technical wise in case you wrote something that became outdated in Asher, for example, because it's it took several months already and then Asher changed the name of the technology, something like that. So that's uh, that's how it is doing right now. But so far, I'm halfway. I was very close to like 
oh, did I really do the right decision to do this myself? I mean, it's it's tough being the only writer because some books, they have like co-authors, but I'm doing it myself uh, right now because I want to. And uh, I, I'm halfway, so there's no time to giving up. So I'll just move forward and uh, continue. So it's been a learning experience writing this book as a first-time writer. That's so cool. And yes, yeah, congratulations. <laughs> um, can't wait to see the final result. Yeah, that like will be that next year that, about this time. <laughs> yeah, like that you yes. say you're learning by writing, right? Yeah, that's right. We should add this in the yeah. <laughs> podcast description. <laughs> yes. So, um, like I'm wondering, how do you manage all these things? Like you work full time. You do community work voluntarily on your free time and writing a book, that's a lot. Um, how do yes. you manage all this together? Uh, I have to manage like the time. <laughs> the time like, so I have to learn to focus. Uh, sometimes I'm bad at it, uh, to be honest, because I have a lot of things. Like, you know, I run uh, Asher User Group Sweden as well, bi-weekly. And then I have my consulting or full-time job. I do Asher training as well. And then I'm writing a book. And I also have a life myself and I have family so uh so I think I try my best to improve every day so there are days that I'm so focused there are days that I'm bad in managing my time but it's just I manage it by uh trying my best without compromising my own time my me time if you know what I mean because you can work hard with your work and book writing community but I think we I'm trying uh, I try my best to do the lagom way of handling things both work and community and book writing you know lagom the Swedish word for not too much not too little so I'm I'm trying uh, that way and then I have to listen to my mind uh, and my body as well because there were few times a month that I experienced the writer's block that I couldn't think of. Uh, I wasn't in the mood to do writing, even if I had ideas. So that can happen as well. But uh, the most important part is to just uh, continue and uh, go for the goal that you started. That's so cool that you're giving all you have all to this community. I really appreciate that. Uh, when do we expect your, your book? Yeah, the book is actually expected to be finished or published in paper uh, in uh, June next year. And uh, But uh, the first uh, five chapters or four chapters are actually uh, on early release uh, on O'Reilly's platform. So that is something I can uh, we can share to the audience on the podcast description maybe uh, later, uh, uh, Shady. So they can uh, read the first few chapters if you're interested to read about that or if you want to leave a feedback or review uh, the, the first few chapters. So basically the early release means in, in Aurelie's platform, it means that uh, the audience or the public can get to see the raw uh, copy of my draft uh, for the book. 
And as of today, I mean, my draft, I have about 200 plus pages. And I think out in O'Reilly's platform, there is about uh, uh, three or four chapters uh, out uh, out there right now. And there will be like chapter five or six uploaded soon uh, this month or next month. So as I progress, it will be, uh, it will be published on O'Reilly's platform. So I look forward to have the physical copy and I, I promise I'll give you one, Cherry, so you can read yeah. about Asher. <laughs> yeah, we will share the link to our yes. as well. Uh, I hope they will uh, give you some feedback and read your book that you have given so much into it. Yeah, so yeah, it has been an interesting talk uh, together with you, Shetty. Um, it's, in, it's been uh, uh, interesting and inspiring to learn about what you do. And I hope that you also uh, learn something from what I do and what I'm working on. And most especially to our audience listening right now, I hope that uh, you are inspired and motivated uh, to, to get to know about these technologies. And uh, if you're, uh, the purpose of this podcast as well is to, uh, inspire uh, women in tech uh, and everybody. Uh, we try to be inclusive and diverse with our topics and audience. So I hope that you have uh, gained some insights uh, from our talk today. So um, yeah, so uh, how, do you have any final words, uh, Sherry, about uh, our episode today? Yeah, um, one thing I would like to add at the end is like, um those listeners if you are really into it and then mainly in microsoft azure there is a community uh, uh where jenna is part of it you can contact her um, if you want to proceed in this industry um yeah you can read about her book when it is out i think try to follow her on her social medias i i hope uh on twitter linkedin right yeah yeah i have that so you can follow me on uh linkedin twitter and also my website jonah anderson that text so i have that and uh i really hope my advice i want to end also finalize that i really hope that um you're not uh you're not like surprised that I have different roles and overwhelmed also because of the different roles that I have. Uh, I mean, uh, but it. Uh, I hope that you are inspired uh, by my roles and story. And uh, if you need advice uh, uh, for IT career and uh, working as a software developer in general, and need mentoring, feel free to contact me and Shetty, or if you're interested to be a guest in our show and share your tech story, feel free to join or connect to us uh, on uh, on LinkedIn. Both Shetty and I are on LinkedIn by searching our first name, and maybe we'll leave it on the podcast description as well. And uh, follow us uh, to listen to the other episodes. We are, our, our episodes or podcast is in Spotify, spotify and apple podcasts so let's uh finalize this jerry um anything else for our audience before we end no that's all uh thank you for listening to us thank you so much have a great day see you next time